The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Lord, we thank you. Our Savior, our Shepherd, our King, our Friend. Teach us your word yourself. Breathe upon everyone and let your name and your name alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. You know, sometimes it's good to sing these hymns. They, um, they may appear to be old school, but the words are eternal and powerful. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, so as we get into the new year, as we step into the new year, um, we, the word for us as a people, the emphasis and, you know, the word of God is, cre- is cumulative, like you said, is... Um, it's create. It's create. So, um, every one of us, we are going to receive an amazing surge of creative power and ability in the mighty name of Jesus. However, when the year starts today, we have um, questions that are, you know, that pertain to the beginning of the year. Big thinking issues questions of habits, of, of resolutions, New Year resolutions, you know, questions of vision, questions of planning. So the question to you today is, okay, this is day six of the new year. What's, what's the vision for your life for this year? What's the plan? What do you want to achieve? What are the things that um, you want to Knocked down this year. If you have the um, Fresh Fire devotional at the back of it, we have the goals card. Um, I thought I had one. I didn't bring it here. So we, we had the goal, goal, goals card. You can you are encouraged to utilize the goals card at the at the back of your devotional. You know, it it states the different areas of life and encourages you to set goals in those specific areas of life. And if you don't set goals, you know that he that doesn't have a plan, we always succumb to he that has a plan. He he that doesn't have a a vision, we always succumb to he that has a vision. You must have a plan. You must have a plan. What's the plan for your finances? What's the plan for your health? What's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan for your family? What's the plan? What's, your, what's the plan for your spiritual growth? What is the plan for your relationships? What's your plan this year? How many new relationships do you want to form by the end of the year? What's, what's the plan? And when people have a plan, it's unbelievable what can be achieved. When there's a plan, 
it's unbelievable what can be achieved. I was listening to um, a radio program. You know, I was, I was coming I was, uh, from some location, and it was about financial planning and the discipline of, of the basic discipline of saving. That is, don't spend all you earn. It's a plan. So a man called in and said that he earns 19,000 naira a month. And he's so happy he's been able to save 97,000 naira by the end of the year. His total annual income is 200 and something. 19,000 times 12. But he was able to save 97,000. Then another man called him and was saying how unhappy he was that he did his, uh, his, his bank you know, reconciliation. Many of you, if you don't do it, you should do it. How much has gone through your, your hands in 2018 as income? He said he, he discovered Salary, business on the side, you know, God blessing him here and there. 850 million has gone through his account. And he says he had only 500 naira in his account. Only 500 naira. Many of you will be shocked to do just a simple exercise. How much has gone through your account? You don't want to do it, you're scared. But you should do it so that you don't repeat the same thing in 2019. Praise the name of the Lord. And it's all about priorities. It's all about priorities, planning and priorities. You see, when, if you want to go far with God, you have to prioritize God and his principles. You have to prioritize God. God must be priority. Your life, your health, key. Thank you. This is the ghost card. Just as a visual reminder, you know, of what it looks like. At the back of your devotional, fresh fire devotional, you have this that forces you to set goals in your spiritual life, your relationships, your health, creativity, your education, educational goals, emotional growth, material growth, and leisure plans. Material plans and Leisure plans. Thank you. Now, it's, it's just priority. So, the guy at the beginning of the month, the guy that saved at the end of the year, saved 97K and, and, and ends only 19, if, if you check, he had, he, 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 he made it a priority. The guy that had, had 150 million passed through his account and he had only 500 naira left. It's also priority. It's priority. At the beginning of the year, you have to get your priorities right. And God must be priority. God must be priority. How does God become priority in your finances? We use finances as, as a point of contact with all the other areas because where, how your finances goes is a, it's a big determinant or a pointer to how your other life, part of your life is going. 
your spiritual life, where your treasure is, then your heart will be. It's directly linked to your wallet. You make God priority by tithing. The first 10% of your income is, is God's priority. If you can't do that, you see, people say, oh, if I give 10%, then I can't live on 90%. It's just a lie. You discover that the people that actually tithe actually are able to control their finances better. Praise the name of the Lord. The people that, after tithing, begins to save. The guy that won 50 million, I mean, and won 50 million in 2018, probably felt, oh, it's not enough for me. Oh, I cannot save. I will save next month. Then, you see, when we begin to look at principles, it was a principles. Principles are eternal. They're eternal. Tithing is a principle of priority. It's a principle of priority. It's like first fruit. First fruit is a principle of priority. It's a principle of priority. It existed before. In fact, tithe is a, is a, is a form of first fruit. It's your first 10%. It's not any 10%. It's your first 10%. It's saying, you are saying to God, this belongs to you. The first fruit is a principle of priority. While if you check scriptures consistently, we will not say, I cannot say first fruit is compulsory. I can't say that. However, <laughs> well, I've been doing it for, I can't even remember how long. You must have heard of governors of wealth. Governors of wealth are those that are determined and have said, I, tithe is a 10%. I am going to do more than 10%. I, my wife and I started doing governors of wealth before we op- threw it open to people. We were doing 20% back then. I was doing 20%. Then I increased mine to 25%. And my wife said, Mm-mm, I will stay at 20 Then I increased mine to 30%. She says, you can be going. I will stay at 20 She's still at 20 I mean, There's nothing wrong. I'm not saying this to, to say she doesn't have faith. But that's, that's where she is. I've gone beyond 30 by the grace of God to be. I will tell you where I am at. But the key thing is this. It is a work of faith. It is a principle of priority that no one can... You, you, it's a personal revelation. No one can legalize it. A man came to my office years ago and he said to me, he said that he, he does not tie. That's just how he was. He says he, says he had, he had, he wants warehouse two billion naira worth of goods he says he, he, I don't want to say a lot of other things he told me. I mean, he had a lot of money. And he told me, I don't tithe, you know. And I didn't say anything. And he was leaving my office. And he said, no, pastor, when I told you I don't tithe, you didn't argue with me. I said, why should I argue with you? He says, when he told, tells other pastors that he doesn't tithe, and he tells them, gives them an idea of his, his net worth, that they try to argue with him so that they can make him tithe. I said to him, I can't make you tithe. God taught me how to tithe. So God will teach you how to tithe. And God taught him how to tithe. (laughs) 
It was not a funny journey. <laughs> it was not a funny journey at all. And you see, when I'm, I'm sharing from my heart, because if you understand these things, happy are you. There's a lot of confusion out there. Obviously, there's been a lot of abuse. Obviously. But you see, it doesn't, re- it doesn't remove the fact that something is legitimately a principle ingrained in the word of God. You know? So, I, I was telling the story of first fruits and, you know, I, I do first fruits. First fruit sacrifice. So, at the beginning of the year, I, did, I, I don't give 10%, I give 100%. That's a first fruit sacrifice. That's a personal work. Some, a lot of people do it here and God, they can't, you, you heard one of the testimonies. I didn't even know that that testimony was going to come up today. I, they sent me the links of all the videos. I didn't watch them because I was busy preparing for service. So I didn't know that video was coming. I don't even know who that is. Let me tell you a story of one of my first stories. <laughs> then we'll move from there. So we were paying. Um, I, I, I currently don't have a house of my own here in Nigeria. Yeah, I'm renting like some of you are. Praise the Lord. But I, it doesn't, I mean, God will give me a house when he wants to give me a house. So that's, that's not where I'm going. So, and we had to now be, be paying rent in, in Chicago, you know, because my family was out there. And that particular year, I mean, paying rent, paying bills over there is something else, if you know what I mean. Everything will just be hitting you. You know, consistent. They don't miss anything. You know, so that year, I said to God, "You know, my bukata. You know my responsibilities. This year, permit your boy not to pay first fruit." Now, he didn't say anything. He didn't say, "Oh, you have to pay, or you don't have to pay." And I was okay. Did you hear me? I just said this, and he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. So, I was determined, obviously, not to pay because I had to pay so many things, you know. <laughs> I have to change naira to dollars and all that stuff. Then the woman came to my office, and she brought her first fruit. And she said to me, so when she, when, when she gave me the first fruit, I would pray. So as I was about to pray, she said, no, Pastor, before you pray, let me tell you the story of my first fruit. And she told me the story of her first fruit. When I finished praying, I said to myself, and you are the pastor. <laughs> you this woman has more faith than you. I mean, come on, Femi. Wake up. I didn't need an angel to tell me God was talking to me. You know, I mean. So I called my wife up and I said to her, you know what? I don't know how this is going to happen, but I'm going to pay this first fruit. And I paid it. I'm able to share this story now. It happened in 2012. It's 2018. 2019. It's 2019. It's just a few people that are close to us that know this story. The place we were in, <laughs> all of a sudden, they said that it was going for 
what they call a short sale. So, and we said, okay, we were interested to buy it. The place in Chicago. We didn't have money. So they said, because we were interested in buying it, we weren't paying rent. So they stopped collecting rent January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. No rent. Listen, listen. That, if you know, that is a capitalist country. Everything is just about the bottom line. We didn't pay rent for nine months. If that was the only thing God did, I mean, has he, has he not done so much? So much more. But you know, God always blows our minds. So, they said we should show proof of funds. So, um, we, we had some money, but we didn't, it wasn't even anywhere near what they wanted to see. So, uh, my, my mom-in-law, my parents-in-law, you know, they have a uh, word, so... <laughs> so, so we had never done this before in all the years of our marriage, never. So, but I can't leave my family out in the cold. So, we, uh, my wife spoke to her mom. She said, oh, no problem. We'll give you the money. Before we say one, two, she sent the money to our account. We showed the bank proof of funds. They got greedy. They increased it again. They increased it. I'm like, because... Cash, to see cash in that economy is as if they go crazy when they see cash. We told them, my mother-in-law again, she said, oh, that's not a problem. I've told you, stop worrying about this thing. <laughs> she wired the money into the account. We showed them proof of funds. They got greedy again. They jacked it up. We told my mother-in-law, she said, ah, I've told you people. <laughs> <laughs> she wired the money to her account. I began to say to myself, Afemi, this is the beginning of trouble. You will now be owing your in-law. Uh, not a good plan. So I was, I was wrestling with that. I was wrestling with that. Then my wife calls me up on the 11th of September, 2012. And she says to me, she was crying, inconsolable. I was like, what's going on? She said, I'm sorry, I made you borrow money. We said when, when we got married, we said we were not borrowing from anyone. Not our parents, not my brother, not my mom, not any, from anybody. So, so she was crying, oh, I made you borrow money. We said, I said, listen, it was my decision. It wasn't, you know, on and okay, so we said, okay, so to console, okay, we are going to return this money. Even if God, even if we move out of here, God has been faithful. So we're going to return this money. We don't want to owe anybody. So she stopped crying, and we prayed, and we're supposed to sleep, and I got a call back from her again. And she said, hey, I heard that they were going to auction that the house we're in tomorrow. She said, I'm going to bid for it. In my mind, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to bid for it. But no small dreams, right? So I said to her, go for it. <laughs> now, long story short, long story short. She got to the place. The hall was filled with people that wanted to buy different houses. The lady doing the auction called the house 
they usually will start at about less than 10% of the value of the house, way less than 10% of the value of the house. Then they will go up, which this amount is so small, you won't believe it. Then the woman said, they are auctioning this house for that amount. My wife raised a packer that she's she's first bidder. The woman didn't allow anybody else to bid. She closed this. And we have the house. 2012, on the 12th of September, God's favorite house was two. That was the gift that God gave us. Now, that's why I could remember the dates. <laughs> so the point, my point is this. No, there's somebody that has not worked with God like that is telling me that something is Old Testament. That shall not kill. It's also Old Testament. Go and kill. It doesn't make sense. It's like I'm eating an orange. It's so sweet. You are not tasting the orange, but you are telling me the orange I'm eating, that I know the taste, you are telling me it's sour. And unfortunately, some people are putting down their orange, oranges. Unfortunately. Why am I saying this? You know, if you know us, we are not about money, give your money, squeeze your pocket. No. People come to this church and they're like, they've never seen a church like this. You guys are not squeezing us. That's not what we're about. But you see, at this point in time, I also have people that challenge me and say to me, you are, not do, you are doing us a disservice. You are, not, you are not speaking about these things. You are not teaching us. You are robbing us. So I'd rather speak the word of God with integrity, regardless. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> So, let him that has an heir. <laughs> so, we see that the word of God is cumulative. And the word for us this year is what? It's create. It's create. From 2012, establishment, to last year, new streams. And this year, is create. To, to create. You know, my uh, definition of creativity or to create is, is the ability to merge the practical and the imaginary. The ability to, to merge the practical and the imaginary. A seamless merger between the intuitive and the pragmatic. You can be a thinking doer or you can be a doing thinker but you must be a doer and a thinker for you to be creative. I mean, if you look at me, some people say, oh, uh, you could catch, I'm, I, I think I'm a, I'm a doing thinker. Some people are thinking doers. But I'm a doing thinker. But you have to create, to, and, and you have to merge the imaginary and the practical. You have to be able to merge the imaginary and the practical. So which means that you cannot just live in the space of being imaginary or intuitive. You have to be able to convert it pragmatically to what can be seen physically. 
So you can't be passive. You can't be passive this year. You cannot. In, in, in Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43, God says in Isaiah 43, verse 16, 18 and 19, that I am the Lord who opened the way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. It says, but forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I am going to do for you. For I am about to do something new. I have already begun. Do you not see it? So the question is, why is God so particular about us seeing it? Why is God so particular? If you check scriptures, why is God so particular about don't you see it? In other words, you can't be passive in this. You can't just sit and expect God to do what God wants to do. So God says, I will do a new thing. So why is God so particular about us seeing it? I would say two main reasons. Number one, you cannot go where you cannot see. God wants you to go to new heights. God wants you to take new territories. But you cannot go where you cannot see. Creativity begins with illumination. Creativity begins with light. Creativity begins with, boom, an idea, a light bulb going off. That's the beginning. You have to see it. And secondly, you cannot do God's part and God will not do your part. You cannot do God's part and God will not do your part. Many people are waiting for God. Thank you. While God is waiting for them. They are waiting. Oh, I'm waiting on God to do a miracle. God says, I'm waiting on you to do a miracle. He says, but pastor, God said he would do a new thing. Yes, through you and with you. So this year, God is going, going to do a new thing in your life. You are going to participate and do your part in the mighty name of Jesus. We also said that prophetically, people that have been losing grounds, gradually you've been losing grounds, losing ground, losing grounds. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, this year you will gain all, you will regain the grounds you have lost. You will retain and stand your ground and you will expand your territory in the mighty name of Jesus. Every outstanding, long-standing promise will come to pass in the name of Jesus. It will come to pass. You see, while I was waiting on God for this, this yeah, I, I mentioned at the crossover service that I was hearing a rumbling, a rumbling, a rumbling. I was like, okay, it's like, 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 you know. And 
I was checking in the spirit what's going on, you know. And I was, I was, I was referred to that scripture of Ezekiel in the valley of dry bone. I'm like, ah, I get it. And I felt God saying to me, prophesy. Tell me, prophesy. Prophesy. So the, 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 our first God Rugging service, the theme is prophesy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Prophesy. Prophesy. Prophesy there will be a shaking. Prophesy the dead bones we join together. The sinew and the flesh we come upon them. Then life we come upon into it. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so passionate about it. I'm so excited. And I'm, I'm still hearing it. Prophesy. 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 And prophesy we shall. <laughs> and we have been. And we will continue to. So, another thing to understand about um, create is that there are tools for creation. There are tools for creation. And, I mean, there are a lot of tools for, um, that we can use. But we are going to look at three um, tools for, um, for creation. The creative tool. Uh, number one, first and foremost tool for creation is the word of God. Is the word of God. The word of God is the first and foremost creative tool ever. It's our most powerful tool. Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, verse 3, it says, By faith we understand that the world, the worlds were prepared by the word of God. The worlds, plural, were made by the word of God. So that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. So you, the area you want to create, you need to begin with the word of God. What is the word of God for that area? Psalm 33. Psalm 33 verse 6 and 9 says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made and all their hosts by the breath of his mouth. The heavens were made by, were created by the breath of God's mouth. He spoke and it came to pass. He commanded and he stood firm. The word of God. And obviously we can go on and on and on about that. The second Creative tool we're going to talk about today, this morning, is our mind. Your mind. Your mind. Your mind. Your mind. It's your mind. Your mind. You know, at, at the workers' devotion this morning, someone was sharing how God has given the word. We have heard it. The enemy has also heard it. And the enemy is not going to sit down and fold his hands. But we have to be on the offensive. We have to be on the front foot. 
your mind has to be engaged and sharp and positive. A depressed mind cannot be creative. So expect the enemy to try and and discourage you with depression and try to send you into a dark tunnel. Remember, a depressed mind cannot be, cannot be creative. And your mind will be creative yeah. in the mighty name of Jesus. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 6. Nehemiah 4. It says, so we rebuilt the wall and all the wall was joined together to half its height for the people had a mind to work. You must have a mind to work. Your, your, your mind must be set to work. You must have a mind to work. If you want to rebuild, if you want to create or recreate, you must have a mind to work. And this year, God will give you a mind, this year and beyond, God will give you a mind to work. Amen. A mind committed to work. So we have the word of God, we have the mind, we have our tongue, your tongue, your tongue, your tongue. Huge creative tool. Proverbs 18 21 says, The power of life and death is in the tongue. The tongue brings, can bring life, can bring death. Or life. So, what is your tongue said to bring? Life, in Jesus' name. The safest thing is to always speak what the word of God says. That you know you can't go wrong. Always speak what the word of God says. And from there, be creative. Create things with your mind. I can tell you stories and stories and stories of situations where you, you, we call the things out from nothing. You, created, you create things with your tongue. So that's the first, the first thing we need to look at, the creative tool, the creative tools. The other thing we need to um, take note of is that this year, by the grace of God, there's going to be a release of diverse kind of gifts and abilities in the mighty name of Jesus. Diverse kinds of gifts. And the ones that have been dormant, God will stir them up in the name of Jesus. So people, you have, a, you have all the gifts you need. You're just sitting down there, I do. Exodus 31. Exodus 31, verse 2 says, See, I have chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Or, of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with ability, intelligence, and knowledge in every kind of craft and creativity. Says, I have chosen Olufemi Munei. Put your name there. Come on. I've chosen. Now go to verse 3. And I will fill him, and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. Come on, you're speaking concerning yourself. 
your tongue, your tongue, with ability, intelligence, and knowledge in every kind of creativity. In the name of Jesus. Let's say that again. I have filled Olufemi Munai with the Spirit of God, says the Lord Most High, with ability, with intelligence, with knowledge in every kind of creativity. In the name of Jesus. So we see from that scripture that the Spirit of God is the creative spirit. It is a misnomer to say you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you are anything but creative. The Spirit of God is the creative spirit. Proverbs 22, 29. Proverbs 22, 29 says, Do you see a man that is skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you will not stand before obscure men. You will stand before kings. In the mighty name of Jesus what are you doing in front of obscure men? The name Bezalel actually means he that stays in the shadow of El Elyon, of, of, of the Most High. So Bezalel is the one that is in close contact because if you see someone's shadow, the person is nearby. So look at the shadow of this desk. If he's here, then that means he's, 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 he's patching with God. With creativity, you have to be patching with God. As in, you know what I mean. You have to be, you know, you have to be there. You have to be in God's presence. Another thing we need to watch out for and be cognizant of this year is this. You need to focus and follow through. You need to focus and follow through. You need to focus and follow through. My grandmother used to say that when your yam begins to sprout, you do what? You cover it. Tissue and neighbor too. Uh-huh. If when your yam begins to sprout, you cover it. Some people, their yam begins to sprout. They are beginning to announce the harvest. When your yam begins to sprout, you cover it. When your yam focus creativity demands focus. Take the woman, um, the, uh, the widow that Elisha was multiplying her oil. He said to her, go into the room, shut the door, no distraction, focus and follow through. Don't celebrate prematurely. There's a video um, that they will show us quickly, you know, that illustrates that. Let's have it. Já vai entrar pela reta para fazer festa, para comemorar lá vem Juraci, empina a moto, 
Jurassic Black vem pra vencer. Vai perder, vai perder. Vem pra bandeira quadriculada, João Ricardo Reis. There's a moral to this story. Yeah, it looked like a coronation for Tanche Pepeo. He's getting the crowd. He wants the crowd to cheer his performance. And at the end, he gets hit. He gets hit by Marin Simon of Washington. And you just can't do this kind of stuff, Lewis. You can't. If you know, you see his face. And you know. Stu Martinez slides it in. Bolts onside. And he finishes 1-0. Western Sydney. <laughs> the flag was up though. On the number nine, he hasn't seen it. He's still celebrating. The goal won't stand. He still hasn't uh, recognised the flag. <laughs> now it's dawned on him. You have everything in the bag until you breast the tape, until you cross the line. Don't celebrate. Praise the Lord. Okay, finally, we, we have to pay attention to collaboration. We have to cultivate a collaborative art that allows room for the creative spirit. Exodus 38, Exodus 38, 22, from the Torah. It says, now Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Or, of the tribe of Judah, had made all that the Lord had commanded Moses at his side. Everybody at his side. At his side was Oh, Oholiab, Oholiab, son of Hahisamak, of the tribe of Dan, craver and designer and embroiderer in blue, purple, and crimson yarns. And finally, so Bezalel needed Moses. Moses needed God. But Bezalel as God says he put his spirit in him and filled him with all the things we listed, he still needed Oholiab. Listen, to maximize your creativity, you need other people to link hands with you. You can clap alone, it's fine. Say, other people are writing. It's okay, you can clap with your head. Just nod like that. Right? To maximize your creativity, you need other people to link hands with you. Otherwise, you're just going to struggle. Sometimes, you are the Moses. You need God. Dependent on God to get direction. Sometimes, you are the Bezalel. You need Moses. And you also need Oholiab. 
You cannot be a lone ranger and be all that God has created you to be. It's not possible. Verse, um, chapter 31 of Exodus. It says, And I have personally appointed Oholiab, this is God speaking, son of Ahisamach, of, creative, of, of the tribe of Judah, to be his assistant. God, God personally put him in, in that relationship of collaboration. So you need to pay attention to the people God is bringing into your life. In fact, I pray in the name of Jesus that God will personally appoint the people that will collaborate with you. In the mighty name of Jesus. So we have to cultivate that spirit of collaboration that takes our creativity to the next level. Moses needed God. Moses needed Bezalel. Bezalel needed Moses. Bezalel needed Oholiab. God made us for community. God made us to need each other. None of us is stronger than all of us. None of us is more anointed than all of us. Let's bow our hearts and to bow our heads. This first Sunday of the year, I want to pray with you. If you are like, in the case of Moses, Moses needed God. Moses needed to be in relationship with God. You are like, Pastor, I need to be in relationship with God. I need God. Or I used to be with God, but, you know, the frequency right now is jammed. I, I moved away from God. Can I come back to God? Yes. Do you want, can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. Are you going to ask me to come forward? No, I'm not going to ask you to come forward. Wherever you are seated, my brother, my sister, you're like, Pastor, pray with me. Put up your hand now over your head. God bless you. If I put up your hand, put it up well over your head. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. Keep the hands up. God bless you right there. Another hand over there. God bless you right there. That is me. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. Another hand right there at the back. God bless you, my sister. At that far corner, God bless you. Another hand there. God bless you. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. I want to pray with you right now. Dress of us, let's talk to God. Let's talk to him. Let's talk to our king. Let's talk to our maker. Lord, we thank you. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendering to you. If you... If you still want to make the call, well, just slip your hands up. There's nothing to be ashamed about. And we'll pray together. If you have the card, you can put down your hand. That is me, Pastor. Lord, we pray for every one of us, Lord, that you fill us with your, your spirit, your creative spirit, that you will personally appoint the people that we walk alongside with us, that your name will be glorified. We pray for everyone surrendering to you, Lord. Breathe upon them. Change these lives. Father, restore those that need to be restored. Let your work with them be real and tangible. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen.